Boys, are you afraid of anyone actually breaking into your house? Uh, yeah, but I don't know that like it's a rational fear given where I live. Um, you know, I live where I live is is pretty spaced out in the suburbs. Uh, a farm is like right next door. I think the only thing that could potentially randomly break into my house would be like the goats or the chickens uh, at that farm. <laughs> Everybody else is pretty tame here. But yeah, I, I think I, I think I've always had kind of that in the back of your head fear like, oh, OK, well, I'm laying in bed now. What, what do I do if somebody breaks in? What do I do? Yeah, I don't know if I'd call it like an active fear. Um, I've have a, I'll say this publicly in case anyone's thinking about it. I have an alarm system here. <laughs> so I think that gives me a sense of comfort. It's, it's on every night. It's on every time we leave, even for five minutes. And in the community that we live in are surrounded by boring old people and there's townhouses everywhere. So it's hard to just focus on one and not have it be noticed by anybody else. So I think currently feel, feel rather safe with that. But yeah, there's always that, that thought in the back of my mind. It's like, okay, well, we're upstairs. We can jump out the window if we have to, because then the awning is down there. And then do we keep a bat under the bed and all that? So yeah, those, those thoughts still trickle in every once in a while. So the reason I asked you this is because it's like, you know, basically everybody has some kind of system. They've got ring cameras somewhere and it's easier than ever. It used to be a big deal to have a security system in your house to come run the lines to the, like through the grad, like underground and stuff. Now you can just set it up yourself and all this stuff. Yeah. Right. But like, what is someone getting if they break into your house? It's like, <laughs> do you know what I mean? Like in, in 2021, like back in the day, people used to have lots of valuables and things that people could grab. But like, what are you going to do? Take my, t- you're going to rip, rip my TV off the wall. By the time you rip the TV off my wall, I'm going to wake up from bed. I'm going to call the police. You're still going to be ripping the TV off my wall. And then, like, the police are going to be there. Like, I don't know what you could get from a person's house in 2021 unless you're, like, some crazy drug dealer and you got piles of cash underneath your mattress. But I don't know. Yeah, unless you, like, know there's something in there that you're going after or where it is or this person is just mad rich and they do have valuables. What? 85% of America, what are you going in there after? You know, it's a hell of a Cutco set of knives that we heard they got in here and we got to <laughs> get our hands on it. We all have the same shit. Everybody has the same shit for the most part. Right, right. Uh, <laughs> that's a great point. What are you taking? You take my TV? Okay, like take the TV. I'll go to Costco and spend $500 on a new TV. That was ridiculous that you even tried to do that. Um, yeah. And like anything, you know, hopefully, hey, if you're listening and, and you don't have one, uh, buy a safe because you put all your valuable documents and things into a safe. I would hope most homeowners have one. And then like anything that anybody would steal from your house, aside from humans, is really replaceable at that point. Unless you like steal a stove. Don't be a dick. Okay. Because that that's... They bring a dolly in. They're like fully prepared. They get the straps, the two things with the straps. They walk out with it. And they're like, ha ha, see this coming. <laughs> they pull up in a moving truck outside of your right. house. Hope your insurance just... covers this one. Man, 
That's a great idea. Actually, if you're a professional mover, you are probably more well-equipped to rob anybody uh, from their house than, than, than any other criminal. So okay. opportunity. It's like they didn't wow. even scuff the door. How did they do it? <laughs> <laughs> we don't need to get this out the window to get it in here. And they just walked right out. Yeah. Cause Chris, could you imagine like someone trying to steal your weight equipment at your house? Like you're just like, gonna take this exercise bike out my basement what are we doing yeah, yeah. no was, i couldn't yeah but you did bring up a solid point now i'm a, now i'm like i'm leery about having movers be too close in my life yeah i don't know if i want them looking around my house kind of right. looking at the doors like oh that could come out this door real easy i don't yeah, know they have the they have the skills and they have the equipment to make it happen quickly because that's yeah. their job right especially the especially the guys that like are contracted through like Lowe's and Home Depot to do like 10 deliveries and drop-offs a day. Like, yeah, they gotta, they gotta do that quick. Yeah. Wow. This went somewhere. I didn't think it was going to go. <laughs> now I'm afraid of movers. All right. What's up? It's Dee here in Los Angeles and it's the Brunch Breakdown. Chris and Dan are in Pittsburgh. And today on the show, we've got a lot to talk about. We're going to talk about grocery shopping because Mike Tomlin doesn't do that we're going to talk kanye's uh me and dan talked about last week that kanye's donda album wasn't going to come out and it was going to get weird and oh it got weird because he's living in a football stadium right now and we'll end bruise day we're going to talk about which we're going to found an awesome picture found an awesome meme which pairs best with a cold beer and we're going to talk all about that we've got a taste test taste test in brunch court and what we're listening to but guys let's get it started a little different this week but asking Dan where they can find the French breakdown. <laughs> I love it. The curveball at the last minute. <laughs> it was a great, it was a great left turn. Yes, of course, you could find the brunch breakdown anywhere that you listen to podcasts. What you're listening to right now, you can find it anywhere. Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, SoundCloud, Stitcher, iHeartRadio. New episodes coming to you each and every Thursday. Again, we want to encourage you to hit subscribe. Let those episodes come right to you. That way you don't have to track them down. You're not waiting on us. Subscribe helps us, helps you, people helping people. Of course, the full video episodes are also available every Thursday on our YouTube and our Facebook pages. Just search at Brunch Break on there. They premiere at 9 a.m. Pacific, noon Eastern, and available on demand anytime you want to watch those. And of course, we are everywhere on social media. Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, Triller, TikTok, at Brunch Breakdown there. And of course, find the Sounds of Brunch playlist. We talk about music every week on this podcast. The Sounds of Brunch playlist gets updated typically every Friday, ready to jam out your weekend. Just search for Brunch Breakdown, Sounds of Brunch on Spotify. Love it. Chris, anything you want to plug? ChrisGatesFitness.com? That's the site, man. I'm a, I'm, I'm an online personal trainer. So if you want to learn about fitness and nutrition and want somebody to help you out, check out my website, hit the coaching page, shoot me an email. Beautiful. All right. Let's get random topics off our chests. Chris, you weren't here last week, so get it off your chest. What's on your mind? Well, thanks for the opportunity to go first, boys, because I had a first that occurred this weekend, a first in at least 18 months, uh, I went to a restaurant and ate food. Oh, wow. Okay. Welcome uh, back. Yeah, actually twice. And um, it was my sister's uh, wedding. Congratulations, Jeannie and Alex. 
Um, we went down to Chesapeake Beach in Maryland. And when you're in Maryland, you enjoy some of the local eats, which is seafood, right? So um, <clears throat> went to a couple of restaurants, enjoyed some seafood down there. And, I, you know, I don't have like a detailed breakdown for you guys. It was just like something I felt should be documented on the podcast because we'll look back on this 20 years from now and be like, Chris felt uh, so happy and felt like it was so monumental that he ate food in a restaurant at one point in time. But um, <laughs> it was weird, man. Like, like walking into a restaurant for the first time since all of this pandemic stuff started happening. Um, it was a little bit strange the, the first time. The second uh, one, we, we went to lunch both times. I guess one was an early dinner. Uh, so there wasn't a lot of people in the restaurant, um, which was, I think, helpful. Uh, the other one was a lunch and there was really nobody in the restaurant. So I think the fact that uh, we were almost the only people in the restaurant helped <laughs> helped get back into the swing of things. Um, but still, like, you know, some of those things, when you, you go into a restaurant and um, you wouldn't think about initially the people that are near you. And then when somebody comes in, are they going to seat those people near you? Or are they going to space people out? And then like okay, you're sitting down at the table and then you're touching the table and you're touching your silverware and you're touching your food and like, has everything been cleaned appropriately? And is this going to be like, these are all the thoughts that run through your head now uh, that we've been living through a pandemic. So it was just an interesting experience. Um, it was one that I'm glad to, you know, get under my belt and, and get in the rear view mirror. Um, <laughs> but I did that before all this news came out about like, uh, COVID cases going back up and now potentially having to wear masks again. But, um, I was excited to have a meal in a restaurant. Uh, it was, it was a big day for, for me and my wife and, and my daughter. So big things. Nice. Beautiful. Big. Was this Olivia's That's... first restaurant? It was. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Did you have anything good? You were down there in, uh, the heart of seafood country there. Yeah. Anything anything really delicious. Yeah. You know what? It was kind of crazy. Um, Maryland crab is, is what you get, right. When you're down in Maryland, um, that area of Maryland was actually, uh, had a shortage of crab. Um, so the first restaurant we went what? to anything that had crab listed in it on the menu, uh, this place called traders, you could not order it because they didn't have any crab. The second place you could get crab, but it was unbelievably expensive. And the reason was, is, they have the guys out fishing it, but they don't have, they have a shortage on workers to actually process the crab once it comes to shore. So like the restaurants in that area are really low on crab and like one crab cake was like 40 bucks. It was crazy. What? Still this got a crab cake, still got a crab cake. Cause you have to have one, but it was, I was going to say, I'm glad you, yeah. Yeah. You, you've saved up for the past 18 months to go to a restaurant. You pony up for a crab cake <laughs> <That's> right. <laughs> when you get there. <laughs> no matter what it costs. That's right. That's right. Yeah. We, uh, we weren't going to let it, this one slip. So had some good crab cakes, but it was, uh, it was more challenging than we anticipated. Wow. Oh my God. Wow. Uh, it, damn. I'm, I'm, I'm sad about your crab experience. You didn't just <laughs> yeah. get the like, so, uh, so basically like all like the, all you can eat, like crab buffets, it's like, they don't exist right now. Well, I guess they don't because buffets don't exist right now, I guess. <laughs> yeah, there are all you can eat crab places down there. Um, but like that, so they, if they have crab, it's just stupid expensive and it's probably not worth it right now. Oh, man. Wow, that's sad. But I'm happy you went to a restaurant. Thank you. I'm happy you did. Yeah, exciting. 
Dan, get it off your chest. So, boys, we're into the Olympics now. We're a couple of days in. There's a lot of a lot of stories and wild things going on right now. I'm not going to go too detailed into that, but I want to take it back to the start to the opening ceremonies. Oh, I thought you meant the first, the first Olympics. Yeah, I was like, I thought we were going back. <laughs> going back to Athens, baby. Yeah, let's yeah. Go all the way back. <laughs> Take it back to last Friday for the opening ceremonies. Now, like I've proclaimed on this podcast and to everybody that I run into in life, I'm glued to the TV for the duration of the Olympics and have been every day. So it all, yes, starts with the wonderful opening ceremonies. They were great, but you know, the opening ceremony kind of brings the world together. It gives us all something to connect with, right? You kind of forget about the issues of the world and things like that. But it also makes me realize how terrible at geography and world history I just am as a human being. And I also realize that I'm not the only one that's that bad. Like they're, it's taking hours to go through each and every one of these countries. And they didn't have everybody walking out for the opening ceremony because they were just trying to be safe. A lot of not, you know, keeping the numbers low, other sports had already begun. But did you know that there's four countries with Guinea in the name? Four, four. I was all like, right, wait we- a minute. How were all these Guineas coming from? Do you think you got them, Chris? We got a new Guinea. Isn't there like a, or is that the Papa that's, New Guinea? That's Papa New Guinea. Yeah. Okay. I was thinking it was Papa Guinea and New Guinea. So now I'm down to Guinea. <laughs> like South Dakota, North Dakota. Yeah. That's no, all the, that's all the Guineas Papa I got. Guinea. That's all guinea. the Guineas I got. <laughs> Can we get a Guinea count in the corner, please? Yeah. So there's four. Because <laughs> the first one came out is like Guinea Bissau. And I was like, wait, did this, what happened to Papa New Guinea? Did they merge? Is there something? I didn't not pick up on this world headline? No. Guinea Bissau. And then there was Equatorial Guinea. Yeah, Equatorial Guinea, probably around the equator. I would hope. I don't. I would hope. Again, not geography all across the board. I could hear. <laughs> Who knows? We'll never know. Who knows? I'm dying. And and the the best thing was that they were doing this in alphabetical order based on the Japanese alphabet, so they weren't coming in like back to back here. <laughs> so we really had no idea what order. But then after that, it was Guinea. Of course, there's got to be an OG <laughs> Guinea. You can't have something with Guinea if you don't have the OG Guinea. And then, of course, Papua New Guinea. I'm like, okay, still here. I know Papua New Guinea. Four countries with Guinea in the name. I wonder I no how. Idea. I wonder how the other Guineas feel about Papua New Guinea being the one that everybody knows. You know what I mean? I know. Like, I, right. <laughs> it's poor Guineas. I want to know like who has the best flag, who has the best food. Yeah, there's four Guineas, four countries with Guinea, and they were all part of the parade. It really made me realize how stupid I am and that <laughs> the, the geography of this globe is just outrageous and not even close. And they would zoom in on the country real quick. And I'm like, I don't even know what continent we start on here. And some of these islands you can't even see very small, but that was just one thing. The other thing I realized was how unfair, you know, some human beings are just created and built and the skills that they have. They're literally talking about how some of these people are two sport Olympians in both the summer and the winter games. No, you shouldn't be able to be that good that you're the best in the world at two separate things that are completely unrelated. Mind you two sport Olympians. And then they have Olympians that are 
oh, they're also doctors who fought uh, against COVID in the pandemic. Um, they're engineers that helped to build whatever that's good for you know humanity, humanitarians. And then they're just like generally beautiful people. Like we're a little too lopsided on some of these people and probably could use to spread the wealth a little bit on that balance. It's like, this just isn't, I hope you have a bunch of food allergies because life can't be that good for an individual to be that good at everything and that just generally nice of a human being. So a lot of life lessons from the opening ceremonies that made me feel just a, like a stupid and untalented person in general. So, so excited for the Olympics to be back. <laughs> I'm glad I didn't watch the opening ceremonies. I would have been pretty depressed by the end of that thing, man. That's uh, yeah, that sounds rough. Uh, but yeah, so, okay. A uh, lot, a lot of guineas. Uh, we need some more ugly Olympians and um yeah two sport athletes, like how, how, what gene pool do you need to make that happen? I really think that with a lot of these Olympians, like their hard work and effort got them there. But like, I really think for a lot of Olympians, like you also need to be born with some advantages. Oh yeah. The swimmers, literally all of the swimmers, their bodies don't like, they literally, this is what they were put on earth to do. Like the way their feet are, the way their arms are. It's like, it's ridiculous when they like go through like the body of like a swimmer and it's like, yeah, their torso is like five inches longer than the average person. Like their feet happen to like go out this way for whatever reason. Like it just makes it's, they're like half fish makes no sense. (laughs) Yeah. And we do have a lot of Olympic babies here. Like we talked about that's going to happen in the 2040 Olympics DD that we talked about last week that the, that it's happening on the cardboard beds is that, yeah, you hear about their like, all their parents were like triathletes and swimmers and all this, they have all this history. And so they were bred to do that specifically. Um, yeah. So just hard to make you feel good about yourself. Um, there is one question I wanted to ask the two of you though. The one moment that was kind of cool was that they did, um, this kind of mashup of, John Legend's Imagine, and they had different singers from all over the world do it. They had uh, Keith Urban. They had some Spanish singers that are, you know, fairly well-known, whatever, kind of representing each kind of continent area in the globe. And representing America was John Legend. Terrific choice. The song was beautiful. But if you had to pick one artist to represent America – in a rendition of Imagine, who else are you picking besides John Legend? Besides John Legend, let's let's keep it specific to United States-born citizens, because even though it's America, we all know they're not putting Michael Bublé up there representing Canada and calling that America. They're just not doing it. So, who who comes first to mind to think who's on the short list besides John Legend to say you're representing America in Imagine? I don't think we should r- restrict it to. Uh, the United States, because uh, a lot of those talented Canadians, we made them who they are. Okay. <laughs> Thank you. And, you know, like a lot of those athletes that like were born in one of the guineas, but then they moved to the U S and train yes. here. You're ours now. Okay. Um, yes. And I feel like Bieber's been putting out hits. <laughs> I like it. Can't like hate it. that choice. Can't hate that choice. You'd be good. Well, like 
it, the list starts with Beyonce and then she's like, I don't want to do it. So everyone, you have yeah. to, the, the IOC has to call Beyonce first. And then she says, don't feel like it. So she doesn't do it. Um, ja Rule. <laughs> you care. <laughs> well, that'd be represent America. All right. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, it's like every, every 10 episodes, like once every 10 episodes, DD tries to make Ja Rule happen again. This is unbelievable. You can't tell me. Ja Rule has one of the best singing voices, one of the most memorable singing voices. Of yeah, our you time. corrected yourself. Memorable. You corrected yourself with memorable. memorable. You best. can't, you can't say, the- I'm going to replace John Legend and then say Ja Rule has one of the best singing voices. Ooh. Come on. <laughs> He's one of the most memorable singing voices <laughs> in the history of modern music. And I think he would do great singing Imagine. Uh all right, so some ideas I had besides <laughs> Beyonce, because yeah, she's top of the list. Um, you see if Taylor Swift is available. You see if Alicia Keys is available. You see what Justin Timberlake has been doing for the last three and a half years, trying to get his voice to sing again, I guess, make an album. Let's go, JT. You'd be out there. You'd be great. But I think based on the state of America and the year that this woman has had, how do you not call Dolly Parton? How do you not call Dolly Parton for that? To rep- and there would be a connection worldwide. Would have been a great, would have been a great choice if John Legend said, "I'm, uh, I'm a little busy today." Uh, Dolly Parton, but then can I add Travis Barker? Okay, <laughs> <laughs> everybody else is, so you might as well. Right? <laughs> yes, absolutely, absolutely, great pick. Dude, I'm starting is. to think with Travis Barker that like when someone is driving towards his house, like he lives near Malibu, right? And Calabasas. And I think when any musician is driving on the highway, he's just standing there, just like <laughs> just flagging them down. Just like, hey, <laughs> I see you. He's just on the side of the road all day long, flagging musicians down who are on their way to the beach. And so he just does songs with them because it's getting ridiculous at this point. He's just everywhere. Everywhere. It's amazing. So there it is. The ultimate collab, Dolly Parton, Travis Barker representing America. So thank you for that. Thank you for your participation. <laughs> it was beautiful. Over to you, Didi. Get it off your chest. Oh my God. All right. Got to get this off my chest. Olympic related. Uh, as we all know, everybody knows, because that's all anyone's talked about is Simone Biles had to drop, drop, to, like removed herself because of mental issues for the, uh, out of the, the women's team final uh, for the gymnastics. And a lot of people have been making a, you know, a lot of people talking about it. And a lot of, then there's like a couple people who have said something like disparaging about Simone Biles and how she should go out there and do it. And guys, for the love of God, the same people do this all the time, every day. Anytime there's an issue that some, that's like somewhat like in athletics or in, honestly in the world, there's always these people that zag on that. Don't get mad at the same people all the time. There are like millions and millions of people who are like Simone Biles. Oh my gosh. We like love and mental health. Like whatever. We, we stand beside you. But then there's like two people who are like, this sucks. That turns into like, everybody's saying this. And it's like, everybody's not saying this. Everybody's saying they support her. There's two people over here saying they don't. Don't focus on those people. Stop following those people. All they do is make you mad every single day. Like, you don't have to do this. Like, as much as we talk about social media all the time and, like, how we hate certain things about it, but it's, like, I think all of us, 
I, I follow the people I want to follow. Like the reason I see some of these things is because other people like just like to like complain about these people all the time. Be happy on social media. Be happy when you're on your phone or whatever. Like I just, for the life of God, for the love of God, I just don't understand like why people every single time there's like any kind of issue. It's like, we rather focus on these two people over here instead of the millions of people who are all in support of something. Had to get that off my chest. And, and on the topic of that, Didi, I mean, well said, like the topic with Simone Biles is mental health. Yeah. <laughs> and so you're saying like, be happy, follow the people that make you happy. Stop following the people that make you <laughs> miserable because that's bad yeah. for your mental health. And I'll just add to what you said, Didi, like stop when you see these stupid opinions or insensitive comments, stop quoting them with your opinion because you're just amplifying the shitty opinion that they had. Stop doing that. Yes. Well said by both of you. And you're right. When you see Clay Travis trending on Twitter, don't (laughs) click on it. Don't retweet it. Don't give your opinion. Pretty much everybody shares that opinion, uh, but that's not amplified. That's not what is, that's just what's being seen. And that's not what's being heard. Uh, unfortunately, that's what gets blown up. That's what gets uh, seen the most is is those stupid uh, opinions. But when you, even if you're in disagreeing with those two people, like you said, Didi, don't put that out into the world even more. Even if you disagree with them, you're making it. It makes it seem worse, and it makes their voices seem louder. And nobody cares, and nobody agrees with them anyways. So focus more on the people you like, people you want to follow. Well said. Yeah, because like, I love a good argument. I love a good debate on social media when something's like actually evenly cited, but this is not one of those times. Right. It's not, you have freaking Michael Phelps saying, yeah, like I wanted to kill myself in 2012. (laughs) And he's like, yeah, like this is what you should do. But then you have these just dumb people over here saying this and it's like, everyone focuses on them instead of the fact that like, we've come a long way with this stuff and it's like really like it's cool that it's not like the mo- the majority of the world isn't just like coming down on this girl saying you need to be like a team player or whatever it's like no everyone's like all right no do what you got to do and also one thing i haven't seen people mention because when talking about this is could you imagine doing the vault flipping all the flipping all the way up in the air and thinking about something else like what? No way. Like I, for the, I, like I, that's all I could think about was like because there was one like slow mo of it, and you see her face change, and it's like she, it like you know she's not in there. So she's and her, like no, yeah, or, like no, she's about to like like maybe hurt herself really bad. And you're like, whoa, that's crazy. I couldn't imagine thinking about anything other than completing that and doing that, and it's like having something else on your mind. That's just crazy dangerous like we're all lucky we didn't see like Simone Biles like break her legs the other day yeah not only yeah is it it's you know bad she was thinking about the team but like physically uh high school gymnastics of all high school sports gymnastics is statistically the most dangerous when it comes to injuries that the amount of injuries that happen and the severity of them is gymnastics over high school football is gymnastics just to put that into perspective so yeah because when you're not when you're in those positions and your head isn't 100 percent there that could have been that could have been way worse you're absolutely right wild 
I had to get that off my chest, boys. And now we got topics off our chest. Let's jump into Brews Day. And uh, I'm going to get it started because I have something that we talked about last week. I have made myself the deer in headlights. You didn't. (laughs) I've got a little lemonade, some Sprite, and I got a shot of vodka in here as well in honor of the Milwaukee Bucks and my man Giannis. Because he had his 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 order for Chick-fil-A, but we wanted to make the alcoholic one. Deer in Headlights is the name of the drink. Shouts to uh, your people in Wisconsin, Chris. Deer in Headlights. Ask for it next time you're there. Well, now that uh, the Bucks are champions, Giannis joins me as the two true <laughs> Wisconsinites. Um, Aaron Rodgers did a press conference today. He's trying to be the third, but it, no, no. Whoa, whoa. That guy, man. Aaron Rodgers was like, that was the, listen, I love entertainment, but that was about as bizarre of a press conference that I've ever seen for somebody who's like, I'm going to play here now. Yeah. (laughs) Yes, it was. When he said it started back in February in the press conference, I don't think everybody realized he was going to go like week to week from there and tell the story. (laughs) (laughs) Not just like, Hey, where did this begin? He was like, Oh, let's go back to February. (laughs) I'll take you through the spring and the summer. (laughs) Yeah. Ooh, oh yeah. Wow. Well, how is the, the deer in headlights? We threw that out oh. to our listeners. We got some other options of what it should be named. We've got some really bad ones. Slaw. Um, <laughs> yeah. so deer in headlights is, it's is the name. How it's is delicious. It? Is it's it Sprite? It's lemonade, solid combination. Yeah. Throw some vodka in there. I don't even taste vodka in here. So yeah. this I, is a dangerous summer drink, by the way. I never doubted that drink for a second. Me neither. And it has met all every all expectations amazing i like it (laughs) chris what are you sipping on well we're going back to the state of wisconsin boys Um, go (laughs) from ray's grain brewing company which is just now i think my favorite brewery uh mellow rillo session ipa it's a hazy ipa um i want I've, i've had this one already and it is maybe the most flavorful ipa that I've ever had in like a kind of in your face way. Like, Oh, if I had to choose a, an adjective to describe this beer, I would go with zingy. That's it. Well with you boys zingy. Yeah. I feel it. Zingy zingy. Yeah. Um, <laughs> it's just, yeah. I mean, it's tremendous. It is uh, just under 5% ABV. It has, uh, I don't know how to say pronounce this. It's either Galena or Galena hops, um, which from my research, because I'm all about researching hops these days, boys, it is the most widely grown hop in these United States of America. So perfect Hmm. beer for during the Olympics while we cheer on team USA. Um, Here's a little look at the haziness. It is, it is delightful. If you are looking for a little pick me up, get, get zingy with mellow Rillo. Okay. And then uh, raised grain. There's your commercial. I love that. I love that can. I love the name. Got the mellow yellow. look. All of that. Yeah. Yeah. That's cool. Zingy with it. (laughs) All right. (laughs) Well, um, you're going team USA for your beer. I'm going North of the border and going team Canada. uh, How How we made you, we made you who you are just like Justin Bieber and Michael Buble. You yeah. coward. Yeah. I had the Team USA jacket on last week. I, at least I don't have it on this week or it'd be really treasonous. But 
uh, a beer from Collective Arts Brewery in, out of Canada. And you may have heard of Collective Arts. You may have seen their can work. They're known for the absolute, hands down, best can art across the board. Now, there are cans that are badass and awesome and look great individual cans. The one you have there, Chris, looking like the mellow yellow. Awesome. I've had some other very cool ones um, throughout the process here that we've shown on the Brunch Breakdown in Brews Day in particular. But this brewery, Collective Arts, it's known. They use artists, independent artists, to create their can work for all of their beers. So they're all incredible. The beer I have here today is the Berry Banana Acai and Granola Smoothie Sour. Running that back for you one more Please. time. The berry, banana, acai, and granola smoothie sour. So it sounds like I basically just gave you a, breast, a breakfast smoothie bowl, and then I threw sour on the end of it because it's a beer. And we have another badass can here and an incredible, just incredible beer altogether. Uh, color that pops off this can, but it tastes exactly like a smoothie. It's almost as thick as a smoothie. I kid you not. There's an amazing strawberry and banana connection going on here. I used to love strawberry banana yogurt growing up. That was the goat yogurt for me. And to get strawberry and banana to come together in a beer, I've seen breweries try to do it. It's difficult. You can't balance them. There's just no way to do it. The strawberries are just way too tart. You can't do it, especially in a sour, naturally sour tartness. Yeah. Bananas. No, doesn't add up. They figured it out. They can do it. Uh, you get some other berries in there. It's like I said, it's thick. You get, you know, some of the acai berries. This is just an incredible, incredible beer. Uh, I think I rated it a 4.5 out of five on my untapped. If you're following along at home, playing along at home. So collective arts shouts to you. Anytime you see one of their beautiful, beautiful cans, pick one up. This one is certainly delicious. That is legit. That has, that is like a, a, a perfect brunch beer. That's why I had to grab it. I was like, this is brunch in a can right here. I love a good smoothie bowl, but if I can walk around and throw a little alcohol in one, beautiful right there so it's exactly what it is it's 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 crazy you would not believe it's a beer honestly for for beers that are thick like that like do they have a different type of shelf life than other beers uh they do and a lot of the reason that they're so thick most of the time it's because of the amount of fruit that they use in the beer makes it get thicker naturally and things like that so yes indeed they usually have to be fresh, drink fresh, drink quick. They can't sit on a shelf long or they risk actually not necessarily going bad. They risk exploding. They actually oh. risk exploding. And it can be dangerous even when you open the can that you could have what's called a can, a can bomb or a bottle bomb. And it kind of blows up in your face a little bit. Uh, this in particular probably isn't as dangerous. It's moderately thick. I have some other ones from some local breweries that you better drink this quickly or else you're going to have a problem on your hands. So yeah, sometimes you're right. That's a good point with, with the thicker beers. If there's a little too much fruit in there, you better drink them quick. 
Be careful over there, Dan. Be careful. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> that's, why, that's why I cracked it open before we got here. Cause I'm like, no, I just got this. This is fine. But how long waited. has it been sitting there? You should have waited, <laughs> Dan. That could have been the clip that makes us go viral. Oh my god! I was god. a little worried about it. I'm like, no, I I know I just got this, but let's just okay. It was it was good. It was fine. It was good to do. Like Dan, I don't want that to happen to you, but like, <laughs> it would be really funny if Dan was like doing the brunch breakdown with a black eye because <laughs> he exploded a beer in his eye. Well, we've got our our midsummer's brew coming up with the our buddy, the legend at the Legend Status Podcast. He's got new episodes out where. We're figuring those details out very quickly. Maybe I'll have a couple beers on hand and I'll get an extra fruity one in there for everybody. And I'll leave it, I'll leave it uncracked for everybody in case we can oh have boy. a, a magic go. display. Let's I'm, go. Stay tuned. <laughs> I'm terrified. Terrified. <laughs> My God. All right. Well, with Bruce Day uh, comes this amazing, amazing meme that we saw recently that has a bunch of things on it. It says, which one pairs best with a cold beer? Chris, bring this bad boy up. So we can talk all about it, man, because this is a fun one. We love doing pick twos, but this one's good. This is a pick one that goes best with a cold beer. So we've got the grilling beer. We've got chicken wings. We've got shower beer. We've got golf beer, beach beer, and baseball beer. Whew. This is nice. What are your initial thoughts, boys? Uh, and initially, I think we have to give credit to each one of these because each one mm-hmm. of these has a role, it has a purpose, and it can absolutely be glorious when done correctly. Yeah, there's not a bad pick here, but nope. they're also kind of unique in their own ways. They enhance every one of these different type of um just kind of environments and locations and experiences. So, and especially with we're, we're, we're right in the middle of summer here, kind of the back, the back nine, if you will. And all of these are summer related. If we ask this question in February, it might have a different. I think like it might have a different answer. Yeah. That's what makes this so hard. Honestly, it's because like, this is everything I love here. (laughs) like this you know like this is this is everything i love here so like i just i it it, this is this is just great and yeah if it did happen in like february or something like that i would probably just pick chicken wings but like knowing that i do all these things right now you know yeah it's tough tough (sighs) well for me the 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 one, and I, I really did, I have to kind of, I had to kind of break these down individually and outweigh them over the other, but I think I'm going to go with, and I, and you'll have to pardon me if I kind of categorized it a little bit, I generalized it a little bit, the grilling beer, I kind of made that like grilling, just general cookout okay. beer, just a kind of a general cookout, whether you're doing the grilling or not. Um, I lean towards that because it's got, I've got that perfect combination of being outside being in the sun good food and it's just a casual conversation typically casual environment you're talking with people you need a beer to get out of a conversation that you don't want oh i'm out of a beer i'm gonna go run over here get one real quick and get out of a conversation that you don't want to have anymore it's a lifesaver many instances in that situation um so by a by a hair's margin 
I, I lean towards the, the grilling and the cookout beer. What was it a hair ahead of? Uh, um, <laughs> damn. Honestly, it was probably for me, it was probably golf because, and even that was a narrow margin to, to put that into second place because I'm at the stage in my life where I try to play golf a couple times a year and usually that's not enough to be good anymore. So it can be a stressful game when you're out there grinding away. And if you're bad, if you're having a bad day and it starts early, that can make for a long and miserable morning and afternoon. <laughs> so when the, the cart girl or the cart guy comes around, you know, you look at the watch, it's too early for a beer. Nope. And you just have one. There's just a one. There's that theory. Actually, Steve Ballmer, owner of the Clippers, has a theory on there's like a ABV level that you have that relaxes you just enough that raises your performance. That's another topic for another day. But for me, for golf, having like one or two beers over the course of a four and a half hour round is all I need to just kind of like loosen up, realize I'm out, out here having a good time. So I'm going to go with golf because of that as my second pick, but well, cookout guy kind of lean. That's I, I lean towards cookout as the best. It, for me, it's between shower beer and beach beer because there's nothing like a vacation beer. And I feel like when you're on vacation, that's when you do the shower beer and the beach Ooh. is also vacation. And Calm I up. just think of those two and it's, I, I want, it's tough. It's tough. Uh, I'm going with shower beer because shower beer always just means you are having a very good time. <laughs> Wherever you are doing a shower beer, that I just feel like that means, like to me, that means you are having a very good time and you had to keep the party going in the shower and you're getting ready to go somewhere else to have more drinks and more good times. I was at the Brewdog Hotel in Columbus, Ohio, the brewery has a hotel and there is a cooler in the bathroom labeled <laughs> shower beers and they have the holders in the shower. So very powerful stuff there. It's a great pick. Yeah. I don't think you can go wrong. No, you can't. There's I, honestly, this is one I can't, you can't go wrong with any of these. What do you think, Chris? That is, a. I mean, that I've never heard somebody break down the shower beer as beautifully as Didi just did. And one thing that stood out while I was looking at this graphic was he said, you're never, when you're having shower beer, you're never having a bad time. And right above the shower picture is a picture of PNC park where <laughs> normally you are having a bad time. <laughs> at least if you care about what's happening in the baseball game. True. Um, uh, so the way I approached this was, what, what, you know, what is, how, what is my ideal scenario and not necessarily like of these pictures, but just in general, what is my ideal scenario to have a beer? And I want to be doing as little as possible to like really enjoy having the beer. Um, so like, I'm not a big fan of at least good beer while I'm eating. 
because it's flavors that are taking away from each other. I, sure. I like to have uh, a beer while I'm grilling, but like, I'm also in charge of that. So I'm worried about like, not, I don't want to screw things up on the grill. Um, we talked about that guy, right? We did. Yeah, yeah. We, did. That episode. We, did. we talked about that we guy. Talked about him. <laughs> yes, we did. Yes. Don't we be did. that guy. Um, so, and then golfing, you're obviously, um, you know, you're, you're trying to be at least somewhat physically active. Um, so I'm, I'm going to go with the beach beer. Uh, I think that, you know, that's just like for me to be able to sit back and only have to stare at the waves crashing while I enjoy a beer. Like, I feel like that is probably where I enjoy that beer the most. There's just not a bad pick here. This isn't yeah. like the Halloween candy list. Like this is, <laughs> there's, there's no candy corn here. Like there's none of that. Mm-hmm. It's, uh, you know, this is good. Yeah, and Chris, you make an interesting point with the eating, if we're talking craft beer here, that like even like looking at the wings picture, wings and beer are amazing, but yes. I'm not having the berry, banana, acai, and granola smoothie sour with my wings. <laughs> it's just not happening, <laughs> right? Yeah. I'm not having necessarily a stout with my wings either. There's a There's a fine balance there, but you could argue that for the beach beer too try to keep that, that light. Um, yeah. Yeah. You don't want to go too crazy. Um, especially while you're like baking in the sun too. <laughs> right. Yeah. Um, yeah. Could no, that's a good point. Like, I think like you're probably doing more of like a mainstream domestic if you are grilling or at a ball game or having wings or golfing. Like I think all four of those, like you're probably doing something that's like lower ABV, not going to mm-hmm. really get you tanked. Um, but that like that type of beer meshes well with those situations. Right. Uh, probably better. Yeah. It's like Pacifico Corona. It's just stuff that you can, you can have like, you can have like six of. <laughs> yeah. Pacifico and Corona. Like, how about that one? What beers go best with every one of these, <laughs> every scenario. Those are probably the two That's where you're fair. like, yes, yes. In all six of these. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, that's actually that's actually very true. Like, I feel like every shower beer I've ever had has been a Corona. I don't know if there's been anything else. (laughs) Man, I will say the shower beer one, though, took me back to college because almost every weekend when I was like getting ready to go out, shower beer was part of the ritual. And those that was that was good times. My shower didn't quite look as fancy as the one in this photo, but um, (laughs) made it work now. Unfortunately for us, Chris, Didi lives in, in a place where he could literally do this in one day. All of this. <laughs> it's fair. Very <laughs> right? true. Uh, there could be some golfing in the morning. And then let's see, what would you do? I'm trying to think of the, the, the right order here. Some golfing in the morning. Then maybe you hit up the beach for a little bit in the afternoon. Then you go back for the, for the you know, early cookout, early dinner beach, cookout. Honestly. You can, that? you can grill at the beach. Damn, there you go. Grill at the beach, knocking two birds out with one stone, <laughs> going home, grabbing a shower, having a shower beer, going to the baseball game. You're watching a good team in Los Angeles, at least when you go to a baseball game there. And then you hit up Wingstop on the way home. You have wings and beers. Yeah. So we or hate you them. for that. <laughs> or eat them at the game. Yeah, that's yeah. That's or, yeah. Pretty, pretty phenomenal. <laughs> oh, now I'm mad. <laughs> <laughs> 
Well, this was a good one. All right, let's get into uh, some of the main course topics here. All right, Mike Tomlin of the Pittsburgh Steelers, head coach for what feels like forever. Tomlin's been there now. Um, yeah. Is he the longest tenured? Well, I guess Bill Belichick and then him, right? Yeah. It's got to be. By like a couple years, not much. Yeah, because that's yeah. got to be it. At this but point. nobody else is close. I, yeah. It's, it's yeah, yeah. Tomlin's been here for a long time. Yeah, long time. All right. Uh, well, he said this week when asked about, uh, or recently he said when asked about COVID, he said that, uh, it's like, it's no big difference to me. He's like, I haven't gone to the grocery store in like 10 years. So Mike Tomlin doesn't grocery shop, <laughs> which <laughs> there's two things to this. One, it would be almost like sitcom funny for Mike Tomlin to go to Giant Eagle. <laughs> <laughs> any giant eagle anywhere it would be yeah. hilarious to see, just follow mike tomlin in a giant eagle uh-huh. he would like, have to wear a kanye mask to not get recognized <laughs> in any sense of the word or get stopped while going through a grocery store just trying to get some regular grocery stuff shopping done pretty much yeah i mean <laughs> if anybody's ever been to this city before uh sports is like all that matters and the Steelers are the epicenter of that and mike tomlin is the longest tenured Steeler, along with big ben so i think he would have a tough time uh navigating his way like anywhere publicly yeah <laughs> well if you had as much money as mike tomlin has uh you know made in his career as an nfl head coach uh, what would you stop doing? Um, I have a number of these and <laughs> Chris like everything. I'm not even lifting my own weight. <laughs> Someone else is doing that for me. Yeah. He's like, these don't even have to be out in public. I'm just doing these in general. I have a number of them. Um, this one I'll start with though, is like, I technically could stop doing this now. It's not that expensive, but I still do it on my own. I would stop doing any and all yard work and that would be taken care of from <laughs> henceforward. Yeah, um, it's not like, <laughs> it's not that expensive to get people to come do your right. yard work. Yeah, Billy down the street to cut your grass. <laughs> <laughs> right. right. I, like, I, but, um, but I still do it, uh, but I would stop because I hate it. I absolutely hate it. Um, my first one is to go out to get my haircut. I'm having a professional barber and I've got, I'll get him whatever space he needs in my home. We get up a little barbershop down there and have a little barbershop talk afterwards. But yeah, I don't enjoy going into a public place to get my haircut and having the most useless small talk conversation with the person cutting my hair about the weather and what are you doing this weekend? And eh, just give me somebody, the same person all the time. And I just walk downstairs to get them. That's what I need. That's a really good one. Um, yeah. I have yard work written down here first because I have to do yard work all year round. And I haven't <laughs> done yard work since like this consistently since I lived with my parents. So it's been a very big adjustment of me having to do this much yard work. I've lived in apartments and condos and stuff. I've done it. But now like, I'm starting to realize that like, I have to cut the grass at least once a week, every week living here. Oof, yeah. Someone else is doing half the year. Like that's <laughs> all I'm, I, I might make it this whole year to January, but once January 20th comes, someone else, Billy down the street, anybody, someone's doing this because- Good Lord. 
it's absolutely ridiculous having to do this much and cut palm trees. It's a mess. <laughs> um, what else you got there, Chris? I would also, I mean, I would pretty much eliminate any and all shopping. Like there's not a lot of it that you have to do in person. And even COVID has helped us make that even better. Like grocery pickup is just, just a thing. Um, brewery pickup is, is a thing. Um, but like any of that, like I'm outsourcing it. I'm, I'm finding a way to get somebody, maybe I just get a driver. Maybe that's what I do. Just get a driver. And then, but see, but not to drive me just to like do the things, go to the places that I don't want like go to pick things up. Cause I like driving. I'd actually get car sick if other people drive me around. So I can't have the driver drive me, but the driver can go and pick up other things. And I'm making enough money that it doesn't matter that I got a driver for stupid reasons. So there, there you go. Yeah. In terms of like shopping, I have kind of that specifically too, with like shopping for clothes. Like uh, for some reason I prefer, I feel like I'm in the minority. I prefer to buy my clothes in a store versus online. I don't trust sizes. I don't trust colors. Um, I'll do it every once in a while, but I prefer to buy my clothes in the store but it just takes forever and I'm very picky. And I feel like if I had this type of money that somebody goes out, buys the clothes I want, they know my style, bring them back, they all fit. Maybe there's a couple things I don't like and then they go and return them. But <laughs> have that clothes shopping, have that constant new wardrobe, I would, mm, that would be beautiful. Yeah, I'm never, I'm, I'm never driving again. <laughs> ever again ever 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 again because if you ever noticed like i don't know who you follow on social media or whatever you never hear the rock complaining about traffic in la you know you hear <laughs> complaining about traffic in la people who drive the rock doesn't drive right like i'm not driving anymore and then i won't complain about traffic i just get in the back seat fall asleep be on my phone whatever it is but like i don't care how long it takes me because i'm not driving not driving anymore <laughs> That's, that's a great one. Um, <clears throat> the third one uh, that I had was um, I would just, I would have somebody that remembers all the things that I can never remember to like do or schedule. There you go. I need a personal assistant is Love what is, is, uh, <clears throat> is what I'm getting at because like all, you know, all the adult stuff that you're supposed to constantly stay on top of boys, it's a lot. Okay. And my, 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 my wife is phenomenal at it. I'm terrible at it. So like, she's always like going to all the doctor appointments that she's supposed to be at and like taking her car in for inspections, like doing all the responsible stuff. I am, I am terrible at that. I need help. And so I would, yeah, personal assistant. I think that sounds fantastic. That's nice. There you go. Um, I put on here, waiting in line at the chick-fil-a drive-through but Giannis has that money and he still did that he had to do that so it's a long wait it's a long way to the chick-fil-a drive-through and i don't want to wait that long and i don't even want my driver waiting that long it's supposed to be fast food so however amount of money it takes to get to that level skip the chick-fil-a drive-through line uh my last one i have i'm never I'm never cooking again. Like I have a personal chef in my Ugh. house. Why didn't I think of that? That's tremendous. Personal chef. Like that's I'm never whole, cooking. Right? That's always the, that's always the thing. It's like, you know, you want somebody to clean your house, 
or do you want a chef or do you want a personal mm. assistant that helps you with your daily stuff or do you want a chef? That's it's that's always the tough one because how yeah. much time that saves you, how much headache a chef will save you and it'll be delicious every time. Yeah, and I just want the chef to just have a menu, right? I want them to know <laughs> what I like. <laughs> okay. I want them to know what I like and then just like surprise me with it. Like, I don't want to talk about it. I don't want him to ask me the same thing I asked. I'm about to ask Siobhan here in the next five minutes. <laughs> like, and then she'll be like, I don't know, whatever you want. I don't know, whatever you want. I'm not trying to do that anymore. Like, you know how big of a headache it is? You know how much time you spend throughout your year, throughout your life, just asking someone what they want to eat? And it doesn't matter if it's your wife or your best friend. It doesn't matter who it is. You spend so much time trying to figure out what you want to eat or where you want to go to eat. And like, yeah, if you have a chef that just is like, Making spaghetti tonight. Done. I don't uh, care. This, cool. this goes full circle back to grocery shopping because then you're not grocery shopping. You don't have to plan your grocery trip around what you're making that week and have to worry about all that. So it's inclu- I, I'd include that in there too. That's a big one. So now I'm thinking like <laughs> I could just have a chef and be like, these are my macros today. Figure out what I'm eating. Exactly. That's, that's it. That's amazing. Yeah. Yeah, that's... That's always that right. That's that's always that one. Where if you're if you're rich, who's the first person you hire? Chef's a hard one to turn down. Well, now I feel stupid because the first person I would hire was like a high school kid to cut my lawn. <laughs> Stages. You're gonna work your way up. You know, this yeah. isn't lottery. You know, <laughs> Didi says, "Chef, God, I'm an idiot." I thought for sure you were gonna pick chef. Like I, I thought for sure that you were going to pick chef like first. No. You talk about food all the time. All you ever do is talk about making food. <laughs> someone can, can I, someone can lightly salt your 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 popcorn or lightly butter your popcorn for you. Uh, somebody, you. yeah, somebody to like designated to just sprinkle that Tony C's Creole seasoning on Get everything. Tony Chatteries, just yeah. at the right balance, at the right amount every time. Let's go. Oh God! All right, uh, let's bust through these. Um, all right, Kanye, uh, Donda album didn't come out. Uh, he's living now in the place where he had his huge listening party for the album that is not out yet at the Atlanta Falcon stadium holds like 80,000 people. And um, he's living in there studios in there. He posts the picture of where he's sleeping in there. And he just showed up because he's living in there at an Atlanta FC, like soccer game, just walking around mask on wearing the same outfit. Yeah. Wearing, wearing the, the same, same outfit. outfit that he wore at the listening party, like three days before. Um, yeah. I, it's wild, but it made me think, where would you finish your album? If you could this finish is, it anywhere. Yeah, this is an amazing story. And I tried to think of this it where is. it's got to be like realistic, right? Where you have to have indoor studio space. You can't really record. You can record outdoors, but so I tried to limit it that way. And you also have to think of it in a way where you can't just pick a vac, you know, it's like ultimate vacation spot because you can't be distracted either. You need to like find Kanye said he was just so inspired at the listening party. The album was almost done, but he felt so inspired that he had to stay there and write more and do more. Why in that venue he felt that? I have no idea. If you've seen his living quarter court living quarters, you surely don't understand how he felt some sort of inspiration to stay there and live there. But uh, first thing that came to my mind was like a, a private lake house on kind of in a secluded lake where 
you have that ability to relax and kind of be on the lake for a little bit to separate yourself. But then you've got just this massive studio in this big lake cabin in the basement. And you can kind of just focus in on what you need to focus on. And again, not be distracted by other people or outside things. So give me just like a secluded lake, a secluded house on there with studio in the basement. We'll knock out this album. Love on stage. Let's go. <laughs> oh man. Didi, where, where would you do this? Oh, it's very uh, 2021 of this space. Mine's not realistic <laughs> at all. Space. <laughs> I would have Jeff Bezos or Richard Branson build me one of their little space cars and we are finishing the album in space. I love that. First that thing that came to my more mind. Than, oh, that's so outside the box. That's, that's where we're doing it. It's fantastic. Going to have the earth as the backdrop and we're finishing the album up there. That's your inspiration. I love it. <laughs> uh, guys, this is, for me, one of, if not the weirdest topics we've ever done. And I literally have had no answer to this question ever since uh, it got shared. The first thing that came to mind was I learned how much I love just being at home during COVID. So maybe it would be my house. It would also be pretty dope to have a studio in my house. I think that that could work out well. Um, But I've changed my mind since the start of this episode because we need to get a little more respect, credibility, and um, promotion for one of the four forgotten guineas. So I'm going to one of those guineas and I'm <laughs> finishing this album. Okay. Um, I don't, I don't even know. All I know is I'm not going to Papa. Okay. I'm going to one of the other guineas and we're going to get it done. That's where this album is going to be finished. I heard Guinea Basu is very nice around this time of year. <laughs> Guinea Basu. Or Basu. Is it Basu Guinea or Guinea Basu? I can't remember what you said, but I know there was one that was Basu. Guinea Basu. Guinea Basu. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Well, I'm, I'm glad you changed it from the house answer. You need to get out of your house. <laughs> yeah. That's yeah. why that's a bad answer. Yeah. <laughs> Fair enough. <laughs> um, but I love the, the guinea answer. I might love be it. the best one. One I of the it. guineas. Take a, take a dice roll on a guinea for the week. Uh, yeah, I'm just thinking if Kanye would have gone there, like he would have put one of those guineas on the map and we would always remember them. But yeah. Instead, true. they will be forgotten. That's true. The one of the place I thought of was anybody familiar with uh, Frank Lloyd Wright in his architecture in his homes. Very famous one in Western Pennsylvania called Falling Water. If you've ever been out there, it's incredible. It's secluded. Give me that. There's enough weird inspiration there. And also you're out in the middle of kind of nowhere. Put Drop a studio in Falling Water. We're knocking out an album of the year. Easy. Easy. That would be that would be sweet. I the Bachelor really screwed up by not doing something at Falling Water. And they oh, were like right there. Yeah. They really yeah. messed up. Big time I don't screw know up. The hell yeah. they were going up there. But anyways, boys, that was fun. Let's get to this taste test here in Brunch Court. We don't have anything other than summer BLT chips. Lays, okay. Boys. Wow. Nice. Summer BLT chips. Last week. We did a taste test with the chips for the Jamaican jerk chicken chips, which Christopher, if you have not had these, I've not go get them. <laughs> okay. They are so good. I promise you. All I right. promise you like do it. 
All right. It was so. an amazing review. Uh, we had a listener give a similar amazing review, and I can't even find them now. So I'm on yeah. the lookout, Western PA, to see if well, we can still find any of those. But uh, we reviewed this. I can't believe you had – I didn't know you were doing summer BLT. Oh, yeah. We reviewed this oh, yeah. on Brunch Court weeks ago, and now you have them. Oh, yeah, boys. All right. Well, just like last week, my wife got to these first because she said that, um, no, you're not waiting till Tuesday for the brunch breakdown. <laughs> so here we go. going to eat these now. Check this out. So this is, yeah, BLT. We, we wondered how the lettuce was going to come through in a chip. <laughs> that was the big topic. Yeah, I yeah Didi, you're getting a lot of iceberg there on the, <laughs> on the front of the palate. Tell me about it. Oh, hints of romaine. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, there's your okay. album title, Hints of Remain right. from Live from Papua New Guinea. <laughs> <laughs> Let's go. Let's go. That's it. <laughs> That's incredible. What happened? Um, <laughs> okay. These chips don't taste like a BLT at all. This is disappointing. Oh, no. No. Because, you know, last week I said with the Jamaican jerk, like, you taste the chicken in the chip, which is an incredible feat. So, shouts to whoever did that. But, like, this almost tastes like a barbecue chip. I guess you taste Ooh. a little bit of bacon, but that's really it. Yeah. This is just kind of disappointing. I mean, it's not like this isn't, a, it's not a bad chip. I'm going to say it's a bad chip, mm-hmm. but it, I don't, I'm not getting the, the lettuce and tomato flavor wrapped in bacony goodness. Not getting <laughs> it. So they tell me right here. No, I'm not getting it. I feel like that's hard to do because neither of those are like salt based and you're going against a really salty thing like bacon. How do you even get that flavor in there? That's balanced. So 15 chips, 150 calories. Is that good or bad, Chris? I think it's pretty average. It's not, uh-huh. not a lot of chips so for 150 calories, but uh-huh. yeah. well, um, yeah. Summer BLT chips, skip them. Jamaican skip jerk em. though. That's those Jamaican jerk ones, though. My God. Fire. Yeah. Well, there's your taste test. Yeah. Not feeling it. Don't do it. Yeah. Don't do the summer BLT. Skip the summer BLT. Yeah. No hints of romaine in there. None. (laughs) Hints of romaine. That's (laughs) live from Papua New Guinea. (laughs) And speaking of music, let's get into what we're listening to. Chris, you weren't here last week. Lead us off. What do you got? Yeah. Um, Several weeks back, I forgot that I promised this, and then I missed like 12 episodes. <laughs> <laughs> but um, I had promised songs or bands named after movies from the 80s. Okay. Oh, yeah. Right. Um, and I know everybody's been waiting for the next one. So... I'm going to put the Ataris on uh, the playlist this week for their album, So Long Astoria, which is named after Astoria, Oregon. Astoria, Oregon is the town where the Goonies movie was filmed. Okay. So we're going to put the title track, So Long Astoria, on the playlist this week. It has kind of references to, you know, that movie and and that era, which uh, from a, a nostalgia standpoint is... A lot of fun. So, uh, so long a story from the Ataris, one of the great pop punk bands of the early 2000s that like never elevated as much as they probably should have. Nice. Fair statement. 
fair statement. I like it. Uh, first for me is my girl, Verite, uh, releasing a new song called He's Not You. Um, she's one of my absolute favorites. Had the honor of getting to meet her and hang- actually hanging out with her. Uh, this song is a little bit more upbeat than what she's released recently. Uh, she does everything independently. She doesn't have a label. She's done it all herself. Um, so I really admire that. But this song um, has a great bass line that kind of drives through the chorus. It talks about, she talks about uh, like a newer relationship she's in. And that, not that it's bad, but it's, you know, this guy doesn't know her as good as her old boyfriend. You know, he doesn't know her the same ways and doesn't do the things that he used to do. So I think something that a lot of people could probably relate with um, and more exciting things to come from Verite in the very near future. So uh, he's not you from Verite first up this week. Nice. Nice. Uh, Lil Nas X and Jack Harlow put out maybe the first real like banger of the summer industry, baby. This song is, I love this song so much. I love I love the band in this song. I love that because it, it sounds like a marching band and I feel like every high school band should be playing this or your, I don't know, your director's trash. Literally, tell, <laughs> go to his face. Industry Baby's not on the playlist this football season. Tell him he's trash. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, the song is just, it, it's super fun. It's super catchy and you're just, I just, I just love the song. So check it out. Lil Nas X, Jack Harlow, Industry Baby. Nice. In the video, it's, it's fun too. Check it out. All right. Um, a band. Okay. So, uh, I've been listening to a lot of ska this week, boys. So we're going to put a couple ska songs on the playlist. Uh, one from a band that I have featured in the past, uh, called the suicide machines. And if you did not hear me talk about them before, the name of the band is much more aggressive than the music they play. Okay. They play very fun music. I'm going to put their song. Hey, on the playlist, uh, Dan and Didi fun fact the start to this song inspired the start to a Skunk 11 song that we once played. Um, <clears throat> we used to refer to it as the hardcore song, then got renamed mm. I'll Be Ross, You Be Rachel. It's a very hardcore start to the song yeah. that then kind of transitions into just a lot of fun, um, some crazy trombone horn lines and stuff like that. It has a nice mixture of different tempos and sounds and speeds um that i just love and i heard it for the first time in a long time the other day so i want to put it on the playlist this week cool i love that i love that uh next one up for me is from a band i just discovered a trio out of nashville called the foxies and yeah yeah and the song i'm going to put on the playlist of theirs this week is called summer never dies they kind of bring this kind of a punk energy, uh, punk energy to the to an alt pop sound, if you will. Uh, this song's an amazing, upbeat, very catchy summer song. It is truly meant for summer. As summer's winding down in August, in September, summer never dies. Better be on that playlist, baby. Um, and the lead female singer gives me big time Gwen Stefani vibes in this song in particular especially in the chorus. She just has that way uh, that she sings. It just has that same type of tone 
to her voice. That reminds me a lot of Gwen Stefani. So I don't want to say it sounds like no doubt, but vocally you could maybe pick, pick up that uh, connection there. So uh, I'm really excited to dive more into this band, find out more about them, hear more from them. Heard a couple of songs that are pretty good, but summer never dies. Summer never dies from the Foxies. Sweet. Um, a band that I discovered last year during quarantine, uh, Lawrence, the band, they just put out uh, their long awaited album that I'm pretty sure was supposed to come out last year, but it came out this year because, you know, last year didn't count. Um, so they have their album Hotel that is out right now. It's super good. Uh, the song that I want to put on the playlist is called Don't Lose Sight. Super good. Um, I guess I'll put All About You on the playlist too, because that's a better song, but it's an older song. But I really love Lawrence the band. Uh, they're just a it's a duo. I don't I don't know if they're brother or sister. Maybe they are, but whatever. Anyways, they're a duo from Philadelphia, and they're just uh, and I just really love the sound of their music. So and they're the first signees to John Bellion's label, and it's pretty cool. So um Lawrence, don't lose sight. Nice. Check it out. Very cool. Nice. Uh, last ska song here for you guys. Uh, a band that Dan and I have performed with, Big D and the Kids Table. Um, their song LAX. Remind it, okay. <laughs> it's not don't if you have kids in the car, don't listen to this song. Okay. Um, <laughs> there's there's a lot of bad words. Um, it also does it doesn't sing too kindly about uh, Los Angeles. It reminds me of a, I think Dan put a song on the playlist several weeks ago um, that like kind of had the same vibe where it like didn't speak too kindly about LA, but the song sounded great. Hollywood sucks. Hollywood sucks. That's Kenny Hoopla and Travis Barker. Yeah. 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 Big time against LA there. Travis Travis Barker everywhere. Yeah. Um, (laughs) This song is a similar vibe. I don't necessarily agree with, with the things they say. But it is uh, an all-timer in terms of live performances at a Scott concert. So putting that on there this week. Awesome. Uh, last one for me is from a singer, songwriter, producer that if you're into, you know, kind of alternative music, you've probably heard of him before, but he goes by the name Two Feet. And he has a new song released this past week called Devil. Um, <laughs> love it. Uh, he's known for his <laughs> He's known for his kind of darker, deeper vocals. See a song called Feel Like I'm Drowning that got pretty popular a couple of years ago. Um, this song, even though it's called Devil, is a little bit more upbeat, but it still has a, kind of a dark tone to it. And uh, it has a simple beat behind it, but it's a perfect fit for this song. It's a little bit outside of uh, what you'd expect from, from Two Feet, but I uh, wanted to throw it on the playlist this week. Devil from Two Feet. All right. Are you ready for this? Uh, two feet. Why is two feet called two feet? My father's cousin's name is two feet and she died while exploring Mars. So I took the name in her honor. I will let you decide if that is true or (laughs) bullshit, (laughs) but I know where I'm going with that. I apologize if that really is, (laughs) if his (laughs) cousin really was exploring Mars and died. But that is what comes up, and that is a quote from Two Feet from papermag.com. Oh, I, I am so into this topic so much more now. I can't wait. <laughs> Goofy <Wow>. playlist. <laughs> All right, and my last one, um, 
is from Out of Sight. I've talked about him on the uh, podcast before. Uh, he's got this awesome song called Something Great off his new album. And this is a song that like, I really needed this week, needed some motivation. And this song is just like that. So like, if something happens, doesn't go your way, listen to this song. Seriously, Something Great. It is just so good. Just makes you want to play it like every single morning just so like you get out the door and do your thing or, you know, get out of your bed and go to your office and your house, whatever. Just get you in a really good mood. Something great. Like this is, this is, it's just, it's just an inspiring song. I like it a lot. Cool. Check it out. Nice. I like it. Well, boys, brunch breakdown coming to a close. The three of us for how long? Who knows? (laughs) But we're here this week. Check out the Sounds of Brunch playlist on Spotify. And uh, any final thoughts? Uh, keep your ears open for that Hints of Romaine album coming live from Papua New Guinea. <laughs> It'll be on the playlist soon enough. Can't Let's wait. go. <laughs> I uh, We're, we're going to... When's the last time we did Sports Brunch? Oh, we should do one soon. Like, because we should probably do it next week. As we were recording this episode, stuff came out about like people suing each other in college football. And so we're going to need yes. to talk about that. Yeah. Yeah. I think once the, uh, especially with the Olympics wrapping up in the next 10 mm, days, uh, yeah. we should have a plenty of uh, stack deck in the next, uh, next couple of weeks here to do one of those for 100%, sure. 100%. 100%. Love it. Sports, br- sports brunch next week. Can't wait. It's the brunch breakdown. We're out. Peace. <laughs>